welcome to another episode of Airbnb with D. I'm your host, Ivana, and today's episode is all about emotional avoidance and entrepreneurship. We're going to dive deep into what emotional avoidance is and how it may actually be affecting some of us as it comes to launching our businesses or even scaling to the next Airbnb. So stay tuned as I dive right in. What is emotional avoidance? A while back, I was having a conversation with my therapist and it was no shocker that I was told how unemotional I am when it comes to things that I should be emotional about. And of course, as we begin to unpack the reasons why certain emotions just aren't present for me, it became very clear to me that an emotionally avoidant person is an emotionally avoidant entrepreneur, right? If they've started a business. If they haven't started a business, good for them. But if they've started a business, not only do you have to account for yourself, but then you have to become emotionally intelligent enough to run a company, sustain a company, and scale a company. So let's talk about what emotional avoidance is. Emotional avoidance refers to a coping mechanism where individuals consciously or unconsciously avoid or suppress their emotions, particularly uncomfortable or distressing emotions. Instead of addressing and processing these emotions, these individuals may choose to ignore or deny them, pushing them aside and attempt to protect themselves from potential discomfort or vulnerability. I think that part is so important because at the end of the day, one that is emotionally avoidant is usually doing that to protect themselves from potential discomfort or vulnerability. Not even potential harm. Protecting yourself from potential harm or danger is considered safe. But protecting yourself from discomfort or vulnerability is considered avoidant behavior. The reason why this was just so profound to me, and I'm gonna go over this, I have a list of five things to share with you on how emotionally avoidant entrepreneurs are a detriment to their business. It's so profound to me because we always talk about how being an entrepreneur is you know, primarily about your mental health. You have to make sure that not only you have the encouragement and the belief in yourself that you can do uh, the job or create the business that you've set out before yourself, but then you have to take it further and keep this going for years. Because no one just wants to start a business for one year and close it. Ultimately, we're starting these businesses to leave our jobs, to put our children through college, to buy our properties. We want to be able to do those things and enjoy a vacation whenever you want. So we're doing these things for a reason, but if we don't address the emotional intelligence that we do or don't have, then it is something that becomes impossible to continue to do. I am a serial entrepreneur and most serial entrepreneurs are not only entrepreneurs that have started more than one business, but in the stage where, you know, before everyone got it right, they're also entrepreneurs that started almost every business possible. Anything you can think of, these people were touching because money was the motive. 
And then somewhere along the line, it shifted. Once there was a res, a, a record, a, I don't know, maybe there was something inside that turned a tipping point that made you realize you're doing this for a legacy, not just for the moment, but for a lifetime that changes things for you. So when we think about starting a business and when we get mentorship and we talk to people about our business plans or even you share with your family and friends, you have to make sure that you don't take any emotionally avoidant behaviors along with you through the process. Not only are we going to talk about what emotional avoidance costs you or how it impacts you as a business owner, we're also going to dive into signs that you may be emotionally avoidant and maybe even some reasons why you've become that way. We're not here to point fingers. We're not here to make anyone feel feel guilty. But what I am here to do is to help you realize, become more self-aware so that you can be a more impactful business owner. Businesses are so important to the economy, but as a minority myself, an African-American mother who has a daughter, it is so important for me to know that she knows that the moment she turns 18, she can legally get her own business and change her life. She doesn't have to work for anyone. Working for people is great, but we want to give our children's generation a choice, an option. When I was growing up, the only option for me was if you don't go to college, you're basically like, um, I don't know, you, you better go to trade school and you better be a hairstylist. Because even back then, the HVAC, plumbing, all of that, they were reserving things like that for felons. I know that sounds crazy, but when I was younger, coming into the workforce, there were a lot of jobs that were frowned upon. And even in the area that I live, that's why I also believe it is important to change our environment. And guys, some of you may be emotionally avoidant because of your environment. So let's, before I get too carried away, let's talk about the impacts that it can have on your business. So first things first, hindered problem solving. Emotionally avoidant business owners, okay? Do not acknowledge or address underlying issues or challenges within their business. Oh my gosh. So the way that we see this plays out the most are business owners who want to start a business but have no funding. When I usually have a consultation with someone, I don't focus on funding because funding is something that you can build. But I do make it known that you have to, if you're not already coming with funding to fund your business, then you're going to have to find a way to build it or come up with it, right? So those of us that have a business plan, we know, of course, funding is part of that. Those of us that even have a basic plan, you know, funding is part of that. But those business owners that tend to be emotionally avoidant because finances could be a stress, a trauma, or a trigger for them, they don't really want to address that part. They just want to do the business plan, pay for the website, get the LLC, and do what they can as they can, but never really sitting down to analyze, hey... If I continue to use my nine to five paycheck to try to launch this business, I actually won't launch until 2024. Emotionally avoidant entrepreneurs tend to not even want to sit down and have that conversation. They may overlook important feedback, critical analysis, or potential solutions to the problems that they are facing. 
This of course hinders problem solving capabilities and impede the growth and development of the business. The next thing is impaired decision making. Emotions play a vital role in decision making. So when entrepreneurs avoid their emotions, they may overlook valuable insight and intuition that can guide them in making informed and effective decisions. This is so funny because it's a catch-22. I am the person and the mentor and the coach that will encourage you to get the support of your loved ones, but don't ask those that have not started a business about business advice. Because I've seen that go one or two ways. Sometimes you come from a very supportive, believing um, background. They believe in you and your abilities. And so they're like, hey, go for it. We're just gonna speak faith over this. And then you have some people that because they couldn't even see that for themselves, they certainly can't see it for you. And so you may be getting a lot of negative feedback. Those I say don't listen to, right? We, you, we eat the meat, we spit out the bones. Because if a person has not started and launched a business, they cannot tell you about your business. I'm going to be honest. Let's repeat that. We love our grandmothers. We love our moms. We love our aunts. We love our sisters. But if they have not taken the time to do the things that you're doing, that's probably who you should maybe be relying on emotional support for rather than business support. But alternatively, when we're looking at the emotional avoidant entrepreneur, these are the ones that, of course, because discussing anything that makes them uncomfortable is not something they're trying to do. So if they only have a budget for 5000 which is a good budget, so this one's not about funding. Like, let's say they have a one-bedroom Airbnb and they have $5,000. Rather than going to an interior designer, because maybe, and maybe they feel 5000 is so small, right? Rather than going to an interior designer and actually seeing what they can truly, what magic they can truly make with this 5,000. They may just do what they can, not really be happy to show off their um, listing, not really wanna talk about it, just in it for the money because they're not in it for emotion. They don't wanna have to consult someone and listen to what they have to say and agree or disagree. So that's a way that it can actually impair your decision-making. Because guys, when you're opening an Airbnb, a short-term rental, office suite space, whatever you're doing, peer space, you're not doing this for yourself. You're doing this for the money. If you were going to be your main customer, booking your Airbnb and booking your peer space, then that's fine. But ultimately, you're doing it to attract the cash flow that's around you from maybe target audiences that you didn't even know existed, but you will know, right? Because you are not the emotional avoidant entrepreneur. You do not mind getting help where you need it, and you do not mind potentially being in situations for the sake of your business that may be vulnerable or uncomfortable, because where there's risk, there's reward. So let's talk about the third thing that emotional avoidance costs you is strained relationships. Emotionally avoidant entrepreneurs may struggle to connect and understand the emotions of their employees their partners, and most importantly, their customers. This can hinder the effects of communication, collaboration, and relationship building within the business, guys. This is so important because I, myself, again, I told you, this, I, I'm preaching, when they say you're like, you're preaching to the choir, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir in this case. 
Because those of you that will resonate with this episode, we're 11 minutes in. If you're still listening, there's something you resonate with. And so I feel like you understand me, right? We see each other in this. So I, as the emotionally avoidant entrepreneur, when it came to those um, Airbnb guests, guys, (laughs) oh my gosh, when it came to those guests and when it comes to those Airbnb guests, it's a funny thing um, because you will get people that are just not right, that just don't make any sense. Or you'll get people that are traveling for reasons that you truly don't care about. You'll get guests that reach out telling you that they've gotten sick, someone has died, so they can't have their reservation. And you need to be able to make sure that you are not emotionally avoided, which would impact the guest experience. For guests that do decide to stay with you, for tenants that do lease out your office suite, for guests that do book your hourly suite, Customer service is still a thing. And those that are emotionally un- uh, emotionally avoidant are usually not emotionally intelligent. So when we talk about emotional intelligence, that's even just anticipating, being empathetic to the moment, being aware to the moment, and just anticipating whatever someone in the room your customer may need next. You hear all of that I just named? Someone that's emotionally un- avoidant would not even dare to consider anything because they're not in this for that. They're just like, hey, get this person in and out. And that's how I was too. So that's how I can speak to it. The next one is increased stress and burnout. Avoiding emotions require energy and effort, which can contribute to increased stress levels and burnout. Emotionally avoidant entrepreneurs may find themselves constantly suppressing emotions leading to emotional exhaustion and decreased overall well-being. This can negatively impact their performance, productivity, and ability to handle challenges effectively. I'll tell you where you guys probably saw this play out the most. We're not really in that time where people are complaining about not knowing where to find property, especially with Airbnb-friendly buildings. But before, when it came to corporately leasing apartments, you would see people say, I've tried, I've tried, all I've gotten to know, or no one accepts corporate lease. So that, when I used to see that, when I would see someone declare on their life, I mean, they would give every everything in their savings to tell their audience, no one corporately leases. This is, they don't accept it. Or even calling a company that you were told corporately leased and then being told again by them no. One time, guys, not 1,000 times. We're not talking about the people that have gone in and called 1,000 properties and have gotten a no from every property. Because for those people, what I tell them, if, if anyone has ever come to me and say they've gotten a no for every property, the answer is you're looking in the wrong place. Because I can give you 15 off the bat that not only do corporate lease, but are also Airbnb friendly. So there's something not matching there, right? So something's not right. I would be able to tell them that. And that's because I love numbers. Something wouldn't add up. But those people that called one time and they are just so discouraged, y'all, when I tell you, or maybe the leasing agent that they talked to made them feel so stupid, or maybe they asked them so many questions that it just completely annihilated how they felt about the corporate lease process 
they would immediately go on a rant. You can't find these properties. This doesn't exist. Or I've called everywhere. There's, I've gotten no help. No one does this. Those people to me are typically emotionally avoidant because business is business, guys. If you're in the United States like me, then we're in the land of opportunity, literally. You could walk into a place and have a connection with someone and sign a lease agreement that may not even even been available to someone who simply just emailed. Favor is fair. And I choose to believe that when you pray, when you believe, and when you're sowing good seeds, good things come back to you. So it is okay to have a little faith, but the problem is emotionally avoidant entrepreneurs are not having faith. You know why? Because they're not trying to revisit the thing that made them uncomfortable. Faith takes acknowledgement of what the issue is. In order for you to believe in something different, you have to know what you don't believe in. You have to look at the bank account. You have to make the call. You have to send the email. You have to call the leasing office. You have to make the payment. You have to work on your credit. You have to build the business credit. These are things that you have to do because if not, you lead yourself to the fifth and final one, which is missed opportunity for growth. While you shouldn't be ran by emotions, emotions do provide valuable information for our experiences and our reactions. By avoiding emotions, entrepreneurs may miss opportunities for personal and professional growth. Emotions can serve as signals for necessary changes, innovation, or adjustments within the business. By embracing and working through these emotions, entrepreneurs can gain insights and feel growth and improvement. There are so many things that, because I grew up with a poverty mentality, with a limited belief system, I even didn't think was possible for me. Maybe even you've heard people say, oh, you can't Airbnb apartments, you can't do this. They just tell you flat out. They don't give you any stipulation. They don't say, you can't do this unless, or this, they just tell you no. Such a limited belief. They don't even want to revisit. They don't even want to learn about what's new because the next thing an emotionally avoidant person would have a problem with is either A, why didn't they know that and you knew that? Or B, now it forces them to do something that they were maybe even a little too fearful to do. And I know it can be a little difficult to determine if you're emotionally avoidant. If you're, again, if you're listening this far, more than likely you probably have dealt with this or know someone that is. And so you can resonate with it. So I did promise to go over some of the signs because I personally didn't think that being emotionally avoidant was a problem. I feel like emotionally avoidant people can be successful, but then I learned that that success has a cap, literally. It it doesn't go any further than a certain point. So if you're starting at rock bottom, you will be able to excel quickly being emotionally avoidant. But once you get to the part where emotional intelligence is, is needed, you won't even have the, actually you'll be exhausted. You'll probably quit. That's why you see people quitting their Airbnbs they just started or quitting their jobs they just started. I promise you, you'll be exhausted. You'll feel jaded. So one, if you have a difficulty expressing emotions, 
emotionally avoided individuals may struggle to identify or articulate their own emotions. They may have a limited emotional vocabulary and find it challenging to express their feelings openly. Here's another sign. Avoidance of emotional discussions. This is me, (laughs) y'all. They may actively avoid or deflect conversations that delve into emotional topics, steering conversations toward more neutral or surface level subjects. They might change the subject or shut down discussions when emotions are involved. Three, if you're hearing yourself so far, put your hand up, (laughs) y'all. Okay, three, discomfort with vulnerability. Emotionally avoidant individuals often have difficulty being vulnerable or sharing their innermost thoughts and feelings. They may fear being judged, rejected, or exposed, and as a result, keep their guard up and maintain a sense of emotional distance. Sometimes we even see this play out with our fear of getting help, our fear of getting mentorship, our fear of reaching out. What is it about your situation that makes you feel like you're beneath help, not even above it, where you can't be helped? Because you can always be helped. So it could be that you are emotionally avoidant and actually writing those things down, journaling them will help you to become more emotionally intelligent and talking to someone too. We're actually going to go over that later. So let me finish with this. Minimizing or dismissing emotions. They might downplay or dismiss their own emotions or the emotions of others. They may use phrases like, I'm fine, or it's not a big deal to avoid acknowledging the significance of their feelings or the impact they have on their well-being or relationships. Distracting or numbing behaviors. Emotional avoidance can manifest through engaging in behaviors that distract or numb emotions. This may include excessive work, substance abuse, compulsive behaviors, or immersing oneself in activities that keep emotions at bay, which will ultimately prevent you from being fully exposed to that emotion or from you fully experience it. Six, difficulty with emotional intimacy. Emotionally avoidant individuals may struggle with forming deep emotional connections or maintaining intimate relationships. They may find it challenging to share their inner world with others or feel uncomfortable with emotional closeness. That was just six signs or examples of someone that is emotionally avoided. And if you find yourself agreeing with more than even one, this is the time where we discuss some things that could be the reason for that. And then from there, discuss your options. A problem shared is a problem halved. That is so beautiful to me because it's so true. Growing up, I was the one, even I just told you I was in therapy and you know it was revealed how emotionally avoidant I am. It's just easy for me to not discuss emotions. And it's easy for me to give those to God. But at some point I have to realize that we are humans, we're not machines. And we, are, we can't program ourselves to not feel life. And when you do that, you miss out on important life memories. You, you fumble 
the biggest bags that you've ever had access to y'all i have to have a whole nother podcast episode about how many bags i've fumbled not even just in the industry in my life not just in airbnb industry i mean just things that i were exposed to that again a problem with being emotionally avoidant is i don't want to be vulnerable i don't want to start over i have coping mechanisms that distract me or make me forget important uh, deadlines. So here are some factors of emotional avoidance. Past trauma. Anyone who has experienced traumatic events or challenging emotional experiences may develop emotional avoidance as a protective mechanism to avoid reliving or experiencing intense emotions associated with the trauma. Two, learn behavior. Growing up in environments where emotions were invalidated, dismissed, or even seen as a sign of weakness can contribute to the development of emotional avoidance. If expressing emotions was discouraged or met with negative consequences, individuals may learn how to avoid emotions altogether. Fear of vulnerability. Emotional avoidance can stem from a fear of being vulnerable and exposed. Opening up emotionally can make individuals feel exposed to potential hurt or rejection, leading them to avoid emotions as a way to protect themselves. Okay, again, am I naming anyone here? Because I'm still feeling attacked. I've already gone to therapy and I'm still going. I do recommend therapy from an individual that is professional and qualified to handle your life situation. Not every therapist that's licensed is qualified to talk to you about you. And it's important for you to know that because you'll end up talking to someone who maybe isn't giving you the best advice. No, there's nothing wrong with you. You just have to find someone that you agree with more. More, It's also like dating. You can't just go with one person. You have to like, okay, sorry. So (laughs) next, cultural or societal influences. Cultural or societal norms that stigmatize or discourage the expression of emotions can contribute to emotional avoidance. Messages that promote emotional stoicism or prioritize rationality over emotions may influence individuals to avoid or suppress their feelings. I have a friend, Sophie, if you're listening, this is your shout out girl, I love her. But Sophie is mixed. Actually, she's Cambodian and Chinese, but she claims her Cambodian side more. So that's what I was going to say first. But in her culture, you know, like crying on your mom's shoulder, that's not really normal. Crying to your brother, to anyone, you, you really have to keep that into yourself. Expressing emotion is not only not normal, but it's also not really preferred. You know how... In the United States, we have all of these months dedicated to mental health. We have now, and then that was actually just recently. The Mental Health Parity Act made it where mental illnesses had to be treated as medical illnesses. So if you broke your arm, that's medical. If your brain was broke, that has to be examined the same way. That's a a law we were grateful to have um, because before that, you had a lot more serial killings. You had a lot more abuse going on and a lot less consequences 
for things that made people that way. But if it is normal in your culture to avoid being vulnerable or even discussing how you feel, then you can grow up and also having an issue with saying, hey, this isn't right for me, or I don't like this place, or I love this place, I'd like more like this. Discussing anything is not really going to be its easiest for you. So emotional avoidance isn't always an, um, an angry or a nasty thing. It's a limiting thing though, because it limits us from growth. That's all. I'm very emotionally un- avoidant. So when I meet someone that is emotionally avoidant, not only do we love each other, but we laugh at how emotionally avoidant we are. So it's something we all have to work on, guys. It's actually quite funny. But let me list the last one because this is me too. Emotional avoidance can serve as a coping mechanism to manage overwhelming or distressing emotions. It can be an attempt to maintain a sense of control, the appearance of control, not really control, guys, or avoid discomfort even though it may be counterproductive in the long run. I don't even want to tell on myself in this episode. So I'm going to just leave it short. Emotionally avoidant people have the worst coping mechanism. I've talked before about, you know, my weed addiction that I'm sure is going to be in my daughter's book one day. You guys just wait. She's going to make it seem like I was in here cracked out after smoking a little blunt. So we'll wait on that. I actually can't wait to read it. But (laughs) that's just something that is a hindrance. Something, you know, like I'll tell you what I would do. My brain would tell me, okay, you know, you're about to have a meeting, roll up a blunt, smoke before the meeting, before the, like the face meeting where we're going to show each other our faces, smoke before that and you'll be fine never realized that that was my brain preparing to avoid emotions. My intelligence doesn't turn off after smoking weed. It's, weed is not alcohol, weed is not heroin, weed is not crack. Every, I know everything has a, its own signs and symptoms and what is it called, like effects? Weed ain't that. I also don't believe it's a gateway, but because it is not legal in every state and because it does affect your mind, That is the reason I believe I was led to not smoke anymore. I won't judge anyone else. Have your own convictions on that. Um, But I do believe that was why I was led. And primarily living in the state where it wasn't legal means that I am purchasing this illegally to smoke, y'all. So at some point, I had to realize that my emotional avoidance was a detriment to not only my life, but my witness to my daughter, to my customers, to my constituents, to my stakeholders, my shareholders. When I'm having a meeting, when I'm talking to someone, you're hoping that the person you're talking to is showing up sober-minded and alert. You're hoping that they're on top of their game, they've researched everything. Well, guess what? Emotionally avoidant people research, but the research stops. Like I promise, we fact check, that's what it is. We fact check to make sure what we say is not wrong because we wouldn't want anyone to be able to, you know, tell us we're wrong, especially if you're prideful too. But we don't take the extra mile um, sometimes to make sure that 
the information we've received has been tested by everyone. Because remember, we don't want everyone's opinion. We just want fact. But sometimes opinion, especially in 2023, is the thing that's making people money. 10 years ago, you could not get onto any online app and make $1 million a month. And if you were able to do that, trust and believe the government was finding some way to tax it, shut you down, make you get a permit, insane. Now it is a completely different time we're living in. So maybe even some of you that were raised under a limited belief system in an emotionally avoided house, you can finally be free. This is a different time. You have the ability to command the life that you want for yourself. And if it's not something you're already living, you certainly have the ability to pray that it is the life that you will live. You also have the authority to speak those things as it may be, according to the will of God. So it's something that you have to know your authority in. Emotionally avoided people don't understand their authority because we're not using it on those things that make us uncomfortable. Because we're not wanting to be uncomfortable. You get what I'm saying? So it, it's a, it goes into a cycle. So this episode, one of my longest ones, was only meant to jar those of you that feel like you have become emotionally avoidant, to journal it out, talk to someone, get the help you need to push forward. Because it is after you push forward that you realize just how much was in you all along. It also is when you're able to be a more effective business owner and a more pleasant person to be around. Thank you so much for listening to this long episode. For those of you that are interested in launching or scaling your Airbnb or pivoting from Airbnbs to office spaces, don't be afraid to join the Facebook. And if you're already a member of the Airbnb with D Facebook group for group coaching, drop some questions in that I can answer about converting to an office suite, which is still a short-term rental, or it can be, um, but it gives you more power. You'll be getting paid weekly from your tenants. Oftentimes, it's easier to find those spaces, and they don't care if you're a new business. As long as you are a business, you have your DUNS number, you have your LLC, then you're good to go with them. So if you are someone that wants to scale in that way, don't be afraid to go over to that group coaching group, join or leave your questions. I am ready to see what the rest of 2023 has for each and every one of you. I'll talk to you all in the next episode.